Hey Rebels, my name is Matthew Barton. Welcome to the Rebellion Brewing Podcast. Sarah Luna is a local streamer tearing up pixels and pints on Twitch. If you're a longtime listener of the pod, you might remember her from her last appearance on the show when we talked about women in video games. Video games have been the big winner in a world where social distancing and limited entertainment options are kind of the general rule. Gamers like Sarah are creating spaces for fans to chat, goof off, and forget about the rest of the world, at least for a little while. So let's get into it. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. (laughs) It's good to be back. How's it going? Good. I slept in for the first time today in like... At a, like to a reasonable time and I actually feel like really good <laughs> what do you consider a reasonable time um like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock kind of thing usually sleeping in for me is like I was awake until 5 a.m doing my wow dailies and now it's 2 p.m and I'm getting out of bed <laughs> so like a reasonable time but I wasn't awake at seven to go to work so that's nice <laughs> are you a night owl Yes, I am not a morning person. I struggle to get out of bed. I will like lay in bed and scroll on my phone for a few hours on like TikTok or Twitter before I'll get up and do anything. But if it's nighttime, I am the most active. I work out at night. I do everything at nighttime. I'm the most productive. Right. There's a segment of the population. I think it's like 15% of the population actually gets more done at nighttime. Sun goes down we're smarter we're doing yep. more we're more productive sun yep. comes up it's like oh no uh, we're, we're like we're like vampires sun bad <laughs> i'll just take a vitamin d pill instead of go actually get some vitamin d pill <laughs> <laughs> i remember uh when i was more into gaming before kids and i had just gotten married and i would be totally not cognizant of time it would hit 4 a.m and i hadn't fallen asleep and my wife would walk in she's like what's wrong with you yeah you didn't (laughs) even go to sleep (laughs) you're like oh no yeah i've definitely had days like that um most notably like around christmas time because i usually don't work on christmas and most people don't work on christmas i would stay up (laughs) With, with my friends online playing whatever game we were playing. And then I look at my clock and I'm like, oh, it's eight in the morning. I should probably go to sleep or at least go function with my family. It's, it's happened more times than I'd like to admit. That's for sure. I know we've been looking at uh, time dilation in terms of the pandemic. Time becomes meaningless. What's a week mean anymore when, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of Saskatchewan winter, there's no sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been doing during pandemic? Um, I actually got to continue working the entire time. I work at a coffee shop uh, local to the city, and it uh, we didn't we didn't end up closing. We were able to do curbside and, del- and delivery, so we were all able to keep our jobs the whole time. So I was doing a lot of working, and then I just started streaming more, and I found new games to play. I found new hobbies. I started working out more regularly than I ever have, and then you know, the pandemic really hit me in the face and I stopped working out for a while, which I think most of us kind of hit that point too. But yeah, so kind of just elevated the things that I was already doing. I didn't really pick up anything super exciting or new or different, but (laughs) I didn't start knitting. I didn't like start painting or anything, but. (laughs) You had new games to master. Yeah, exactly. Dabbled in the Dark Souls franchise. (laughs) Oh yeah? Yeah. (laughs) 
was that kind of your pandemic game um so I played Dark Souls 3 like for the first time a long time ago, but I replayed it at the beginning of the pandemic and I was a lot better at it and I had a lot more fun doing it. And then um, Bloodborne has been the most recent one. That is the pandemic game for me. <laughs> Tell me about Bloodborne. It's one that's completely missed my radar. It's So it's another game from the same people who made Dark Souls. It's a From Software game, but it's a lot... I think it's a lot creepier and a lot like darker and it's a standalone. It's not part of the actual like series of the dark souls games. Um, and you play a hunter and your whole entire thing is like, you're it's called the long night or something like that. I don't quite remember exactly, but your whole thing is like, you're killing all these beasts and these crazy, like they look like zombies, but they're just like, they're just regular people who are like overturned with this like werewolf juice basically. And you're just, <laughs> you're killing monsters and werewolves and you're trying to not die yourself. And it just kind of plops you in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, okay, go, go figure it out. Go find a weapon and hope that you don't die first. <laughs> and it's tough, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and the, the, uh, the cosmetics are really cool. A lot of people say the term fashion souls is a thing that people always talk about is like you care more about your appearance than your actual armor. And it's, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> like you would go into combat with crappier armor just because it looked better. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's a thing that people do. I don't know why, because it's your armor doesn't matter as much as like your stats do. If you just don't get hit, you don't take any damage is the whole joke around it. And you know, I go in fully prepared with, you know, a full stock of 21 health potions uh, or they're called blood vials, but it's the same kind of thing. And just hope that I can out survive the thing that I'm trying to kill. <laughs> is it a brick wall the same way Dark Souls is? Yes, it feels like one. Definitely. <laughs> Every once in a while you get into a stride and you're like, I like I killed like three bosses in a row in like a couple of a tries. And then I hit one boss and it took me like three days to even get it to half HP. Three different days of actually trying and coming back to it. Do you cheat by watching YouTube tutorials? and? No. I, I cheated once to find a quest line that I wanted to do and that was it. There's a character, she's another hunter, her name is Eileen and I've seen her on the internet and I love her and I wanted to be her friend and you can do like little quests and jobs for that for the other like NPC hunters and I wanted to do hers. So I was like, how do I find her? How do I get her stuff done? Where do I have to go? And I was like, internet, please. I found a little like a, a wiki guide and I followed it step by step so I got it done. <laughs> well, the first time we got kind of talking it felt like you were still working to build up your audience it's been a, a little bit of time since then what's changed um i don't know i think the biggest thing for me was that i was always playing things that like i thought would do well and be like oh if i play this new popular game i'm gonna people will find me even though there's ten thousand other people playing this new popular game and i'm not gonna be at the top i'm gonna be at the bottom and then i stopped caring so much about that and just playing the things that i wanted to play most notably world of warcraft has been pretty much all i've streamed in the last like three months um and i feel like i've grown more had more fun and enjoyed streaming more than I ever have by just doing that. And I found like a wider audience. My channel has grown like almost double the size in like two months from just doing that. So that's the biggest thing is that I just picked the game that I actually wanted to play and just played it. 
do you think it was because people felt you were having more fun? Your personality was able to shine more rather than banging your head on like a Dark Souls. You just get to <laughs> have fun. I think so, because a lot of the time it's like if you're playing a game that you're not enjoying, like I, I loved Dark Souls, but if say I didn't like it, but I still wanted to beat it and I was faking it, it'd be really obvious versus like if I'm playing WoW and I'm on my fifth level 60 character doing the raid for the 10th time in the, in the week, I'm having a great time. And I like am doing stupid shenanigans. I'm making dumb mistakes that I know I shouldn't be doing. And I'm just laughing through it versus like getting mad and like, it's like, oh, that was really funny. And I'm an idiot. My bad. Like I won't do that next time. But then it's always, it's just more fun. It's way funnier. And I can be more myself, I think that way too when i look at uh twitch when i drop in and i check out the streams that are going on i've kind of been watching a little bit of fortnite because i've been playing it with my kids so i'm like well what are the really good players doing how do they mm -hmm. approach the game when it comes to you do you try to teach people how to play or is it just shenanigans and goofing off um i definitely try if people ask questions or like have you know, like I, I main a priest specifically in WoW and I can play all three of the specializations. I can heal and I can do shadow. I actually play shadow, which is the, the DPS spec. And um, people come in all the time and are like, how do you do so much damage in this class that isn't supposed to be that good or wasn't supposed to be that good at the start of the expansion? And I was like, well, this is what I do. This is what I've learned and I've been doing it the whole time. And like, I don't, but I don't, I don't go out of my way to, sit there and be a teacher unless somebody comes in and is like how can I do better what can I do that isn't work or what am I like what's not working for me right now that I can fix and then I'll be like oh this is what I did and try that and then see what happens when people do tune in what can they expect from a Sarah Luna twitch stream lots of puns <laughs> um, that's the way that I kind of introduce myself whenever we get like a raid or a host. I always say that we love coffee and we love puns because I usually have a pun in my title if I can come up with a good one or I can Google a good one. Um, <laughs> I cheat sometimes. And then um, a lot of the times I just, I think I'm really funny and I like to make stupid jokes that nobody else think are funny, but I think I'm hilarious. So I always laugh at myself. So a lot of that as well. And then... Um, if I'm not doing something serious, like a raid, for example, in WoW, just a lot of laughter and a lot of like a lot of the shenanigans that where we're kind of just having fun and don't really care what's going on. And yeah, and just a place that you can feel you could be yourself and be welcome and not feel like you're going to get pushed away because of any reason of any anything. I, I think back to video games in terms of memorable moments, I often ask myself, well, what do I remember from the game? What was the most fun? And as I've gotten into Fortnite with my little guy, I think the most fun is winning with him. I don't want to play by myself and mm -hmm. maybe be the, the deadliest ass kicker in the room. I don't care that much about getting first place when I'm playing by myself, but when I'm with him, it's much more fun because we can trash talk and goof off. And we, yeah. we pulled out a first place victory last week and he got up from his desk. His headphones went flying. He's doing a touchdown dance. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's like yeeting and dabbing. And he had so much fun in that moment. I, I thought that was more fun than just winning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome. I don't know if I have any moments like that because most of the people that I play with are always online because especially right now, because you can't, 
see anybody these days but i've never played like next to somebody i guess that's not true actually smash brothers on nintendo consoles is one that comes to mind now that i've talked in a little bit of a circle um (laughs) and there's nothing more satisfying than getting in a bigger with all your friends and just there's a way you can do an eight player smash is what it's called on a giant map or on a really small map if you feel like torturing yourself but um and you just you just go in and the last person standing wins the game and if you're the last person standing it feels really really good and i've only ever won one time in my whole life doing that and it was my like heart was racing my like hands were shaking because i was so like i don't know what i'm supposed to do i don't know like how if am i supposed to gloat and be like ah yeah i did it <laughs> fuck all you guys and then um or just be like okay let's go to the next game let's have you know just keep going <laughs> but it, it felt really good so i can kind of relate to your son i think in that sense a little bit that i wanted to jump up and scream and dance and dab and do my little touchdown celebration but i i did it <laughs> and i kind of wish that i did now because <laughs> it'll never happen again was it on camera? No, it was at a it was at a um, at a party at a friend's house like years ago. Actually, it was like two years ago. Um, and we were just it was like a birthday party. and We were all just hanging out. We, were, we had some drinks and everybody was just having a good time. And then all of the people who are like, oh, I'm really good at this game walked in. And I was like, OK, let's play. Let's have a good time. <laughs> None of them were that good. <laughs> they all thought that they were really really great like hot shit and i was like nope i actually play this game i know how to properly not just button mash so it was good (laughs) do you think they misunderstood or misunderestimated that's a george bush (laughs) do you think they underestimated you yeah i think so and that's one of those things like we talked about it last time like women and gaming is always kind of like uh, women can't be good at games that's not a thing like that you know they should they just play harvest moon and animal crossing and they just build farms and i'm like i want to play valorant and be the best world of warcraft raider and like do things that is like just for the guys quote unquote and yeah so it definitely they definitely underestimated me i think well next time you win you can do the floss (laughs) i still don't know I have to do it really slow and think about it so I can make sure that I get the movements right. I can't do it fast. My brain can't wrap, like can't wrap around it. I try <laughs> sometimes I'll just stand. So wherever I'll start flossing like very slowly and I'll just try to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of being underestimated um, and then kicking some ass, I've seen a series of videos where it's like this grandma and she's sniping people. and carrying her team and she's just kicking their ass and then you hear her voice and they're all like oh whatever grandma and then she kicks all their butts and it's just clips of her kicking everyone's ass in the game and i'm just like this is the best thing (laughs) that's amazing i've never seen that i i need to look that up after that's awesome (laughs) do you think it's gotten better for women since we last talked do you think the community is less aggressive or less toxic i think yes and no because it depends on what like section you're in i'll say like in all the games that i like to play um it's gotten a lot better and because a lot of the pro players or the best players in the world not even like if there's no pro scene are women and it's a lot more like wow you like can actually do it and it's really cool to see and a lot of the men in the world are like very more respecting towards 
all of us. And then in other like spectrums, I look at like Call of Duty as an example, is a game that I am terrified to play because I'm bad at shooters, first of all, but also because <laughs> I hear and I see videos and I hear comms of people that I'm friends with or don't even know that are women and they talk once or their name is like their name and it's very obviously that it's a girl like it's like oh i'm sarah i'm sarah luna like i'm obviously a a woman like that's an obviously female name and um they'll just start ripping them apart for no reason it's like oh you're so bad like me, 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 me. get back to the kitchen go make me a sandwich all this stuff and it's like what if i just want to have a good time and like play my game and right. it makes it makes it not welcoming and not like i don't want to play those games because that happens a lot in it. So it's kind of, it's come a long way in some areas, but has a long way to go in other areas for sure. What are the best games for women culturally? Um. Oh man. I, I mean, I keep on going back to world of Warcraft, but that one right. has always been really good for me. I've never had any, that's not true. I've had it happen once in a while, but not to the scope of like games that I played in the past, like League of Legends or all those things. And I still love all those games and I still play them a lot, but it's just, I would never recommend any of my like girlfriends to go and say, oh, you should go play Call of Duty Black Ops 4 or whatever the newest <laughs> one is um, in this lobby of competitive and see what happens. It's like, you should go make this character in this like fantasy world that I know you're going to love because for some reason, every single woman in the world loves fantasy. It's just a thing that we like. And, you know, <laughs> be this amazing character and make all these amazing friends and actually have fun. Um, so I think anything kind of like that, even like, I mean, a lot of like single player games are things that I gravitate towards too. Um, and then, yeah, mostly just World of Warcraft, I would say. <laughs> That's like kind of where my brain goes to is like the best experiences I've ever had have been in that game, in that community. It sounds like I'm sponsored by them and I promise I'm not, but it just is what comes to mind. <laughs> Hearing your story reminds me of when I was about 12 to 16, I was running in a group of clans basically the same people just changing the name of the clan over and over again mm -hmm. and for a period of time i was in charge of it and we had this zero harassment policy where basically That's awesome. if you were a troll or a dink you got kicked out if you team killed you were kicked out mm -hmm. and i'd completely forgotten about it years past i hadn't played with any of those people in years and an email popped up randomly and it said Hey, is this the email of so-and-so, my old gamer tag, who I mm -hmm. used to play with like in 1996 or 97? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And it was one of the girls from, uh -huh. or I guess a woman now, from the clan back in the day. And she's like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm just trying to get a hold of you. And she's like, how's it going? Do you remember when we used to play Diablo and StarCraft and all these mm -hmm. games? I'm like, yeah. And That's awesome. she said the reason she had reached out is she just wanted to say hi, but also thank you for helping create a space that wasn't so hostile and toxic. Cause we, back then it was way more aggressive mm -hmm. and rude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of scratched the back of my head. I was like, Oh yeah, I totally forgot that we used to kick people for being toxic. That's <laughs> now amazing. it's kind of take it for granted. <laughs> Yeah, because like I like I look at that and I feel like like looking at all the games that are out now, um, like 
back to like Call of Duty again and even things like like Destiny like I used to be I used to play Destiny all the time Destiny 2 specifically and I used to be in a clan and um I don't play it anymore I just haven't really been interested in it for a little while um but the people who ran the clan were like not the best people and like but everybody who was in it was friends with them and it was a big community that we had grown online and everything and but they were kind of not the best people and they're the they'll be the first ones to like see somebody on the internet and harass them and like and not specifically just women they'll do it to anybody if it's like your opinion is different than mine therefore I'm going to fight you it's like they'll be the first ones to do that and that wasn't why I stopped playing but I definitely left that clan like pretty fast when I found kind of a new group of friends to play with. And um, it was a reason to pull the ripcord. It was definitely, yeah, it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back also in a little bit, or is that the saying? I think that's the saying. Um, and then, uh, and then I found, you know, new friends and I have a new group that I play games with every day. And it's like night and day seeing like that one compared to this one. It's like everybody in the old one was just like kind of sexist, but it's a joke. And then, well, they think it's a joke and then they'll be like mean to each other, but it's how they show their love and friendship, which is which that doesn't bother me at all. But it's also like it goes too far a lot of the time. And they will just like if you do one thing wrong, they'll nitpick and they'll like you'll never forget it, even if it mortifies you. But if you let them know that it embarrasses you, they will make it worse or you're like, you don't like it, they'll make it way worse. And then in this new one, it's like if you say, Hey, I don't like this thing that happens, it gets stopped immediately. And if anybody does it, they get like a talking to from the, like the leader, quote unquote, like the person who runs the community, whoever's community it is, um, whoever is like the voice of authority at the time kind of thing. And, or if somebody is harassing somebody else, they're kicked out. If somebody is like sexist, racist, homophobic, anything like that, they're kicked out and then if they change their ways and can actually prove it like months later, they are welcomed back on like, very thin ground of like if you slip up you're like you're gone but you seem to want to come back you seem like you've tried to change and learn some stuff from what you've done in the past and like see where it goes but it's just it's crazy to see how like different it is when people actually care about other people in the community (laughs) when we talk about holding people accountable for their behavior i think it's tough online because there's like a screen in the way and you it's Mm -hmm. further removed you can misbehave and be more of a jerk i know i know i am (laughs) when it comes to like social media and video games (laughs) i'm definitely i i kind of in certain games i can definitely be the one who will like i will never do it first but if somebody on my team in say like league of legends is a good example is being like rude or harassing or being mean to somebody else for no reason other than hey you die like like they're feeding or whatever it's like if they start like being rude i will be the first person to be like listen dude shut the fuck up sit down this is not okay and i'll start doing it to them and then they usually stop but i won't do it i'll never do it first I'll always be the one well if you're dishing it out and you can't take it stop like why are you doing this <laughs> and I never do it to like actually make anybody feel bad. I just do it to say this person doesn't like they didn't feed on purpose. They didn't come in to die 10 times in, you know, a 15 minute game. That wasn't their intention, probably. And if it was, that's really that sucks, obviously. But you can't get mad at them for that because they had a bad game. I'm sure you've had a bad game. Like, yeah, 
like what? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, just shut, shut up. Like, so I'll I'll do it every once in a while when I feel like I need to defend somebody because I can't let <laughs> someone go down like that without a fight. So. I'm trying to teach my son the nuances of trash talk mm-hmm. because he doesn't have red light. He doesn't know when to stop. He just oh, no. chirp, just chirp, chirp, going. chatter. Yeah. And, and I'll just, I'll put his friends on mute, you know, I'll put him on mute. I'm just like, I can't hear it anymore, but, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, Hey, wow. no one's, no one's talking to me anymore. I'm like, yeah, we all muted you. Yeah, because you're being mean, like you're being mean to us for no reason, <laughs> or like mean to the other team or whatever. I think the invention of cross cross team chats in games is sometimes a blessing, but such a like such a terrible thing that exists. Um, like all chat in games like League of Legends or other like online games or like cross voice chat is the worst thing that's ever happened in video games. I think. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody knows who you are. You're not on my party. You're not in my team. You're just some random stranger who's calling me names and being rude because I killed you or like whatever. It's so wild to me. <laughs> <laughs> I need everybody. One thing I wanted to circle back on was you said you're a barista now, mm-hmm. which to me says you're drinking a lot of really good coffee. Yes. <laughs> Which then leads me to believe you have a developed palate. And when you drink beer, I want to hear what you have to say about beer. Okay. So today we're drinking a brand new, as yet unreleased Rebellion product called beer. Beer! With the exclamation point. Yeah, nobody can see this, but I'm holding it up right now. (laughs) Beer! I noticed that you cracked the can and you've had a couple sips. What do you think? I have. I like it a lot. Um, It like, I don't know. I have to do another taste test. It's so I went, I know that it says it's a Kolsch style. I went to Germany a couple years ago. I went to Gamescom, um, which is in Cologne, Germany. And they drink a lot of beer over there as anybody I think knows. And this tastes pretty much just like, anything I had over there that wasn't like I want a Guinness from this like weird broken vending machine that gives me a can of Guinness like (laughs) it tastes just like that it's I like it a lot I think that's the highest compliment anyone (laughs) could say about the beer the Kolsch style actually Mm -hmm. is derived from Cologne Germany oh I that is (laughs) the geographical historical home of that style Wow, because it, it reminds me a lot of when we were there and drinking in pubs or at the convention because you can do that there. <laughs> um, it just reminds me a lot of that. So you guys did good. It's really good. <laughs> Try to you just made Mark's there. day. To, to hear you say that you went to Cologne, Germany, and you had a bunch of Kolsch and ours tastes exactly like what you had in Germany, I think that's one of the highest compliments we've ever received. Oh, wow. Well, that makes me really happy. And I don't know, I just sipped it again. And it's it's like, it's kind of almost nutty, but sweet at the same time, if that makes sense. It's kind of what I'm getting out of it anyway. Um, and I like that a lot as well. I don't know if that will make Mark happy too, but <laughs> <laughs> Cause I kind of almost taste like, like peanutty in like the aftertaste a little bit, 
from just like letting it sit on my tongue yeah maybe i'm just maybe i don't know anything about nuts and that's way off but that's kind of what i taste when i like let it sit on my tongue for a little bit and then i swallow it all and then it just kind of lingers there it kind of reminds me of like i don't eat a lot of peanut butter but when i do have peanut butter it kind of reminds me of that taste a little bit too would you say that uh it could be a barley a crackery barley flavor that you're picking up mm, mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah that makes a lot more sense i think but you know it's good i definitely get the barley taste out of it too i i think that it's interesting when people are tasting because when you say to, you're you're looking for a frame of reference that works for you so if you say you mm-hmm. perceive nuts but maybe you haven't had lots of barley or chewed raw barley or yeah. done tons of beer tasting the, the, to you nuts are your frame of reference and so mm-hmm. that's where you're you go and that's the language you know and i think that's really interesting when people are growing and learning in terms of mm-hmm. tasting beer so it's a valid perception yeah and i think my only experience with actually eating barley is beef barley soup and i don't eat beef barley soup very often <laughs> um because i don't i don't love red meat and i don't really seek it out so i like it when it's in like a taco and it tastes like taco seasoning and spices and all that fun stuff but i feel like if i were to go eat a bowl of soup with barley in it and then compare it to this i could probably get the same kind of profile if that makes sense like Right. When you when you brought it up, it kind of ticked a little thing in my brain that was like, that makes way more sense than nutty in my head. And I just couldn't think of how to describe it until you said it. And I was like, no, I definitely get the barley now that you said the word in my brain. I was like, oh, yeah, that exists. That's a thing that exists in the world. <laughs> <laughs> our goal for this beer is to make it our big summer blockbuster banger. We want it to be like good for fishing and Ooh. lawnmower riding. And just being a nerd and playing video games at like yeah. 2 a.m. That's a good one. I just, when you said lawnmower riding, I pictured like the most dad looking person on like one of those, they look like Zambonis, but they're just like the drivable lawnmowers with like one hand on the wheel, one hand on the beer and just, just right. snipping while he goes kind of thing. And it <laughs> put a really good uh, image in my head of that. And I think you guys definitely did it. I think we're going to do a TikTok of the riding mower through the frame with uh, like shirtless, just mm-hmm. Harry holding a beer, you know, mm-hmm. shirtless, Harry dad, bod. that's like, that's like what my brain went to too. is like the most quintessential dad bod person enjoying the right. sunshine, enjoying the plus 30 that we get all summer with this <laughs> in hand, driving the lawnmower down, you know, across the lawn or I almost said down the street, but that doesn't really work. You could do it though. They they can technically go on the on the ground. It's not not recommended. Don't do that at home, kids. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a regular beer drinker? Occasional, not very often. Um, definitely occasional. It's not always my first thing that I go to because I am. I really like sweet, fruity drinks. Like I will drink a cocktail any day of the week, but every once in a while, like we go, I live pretty close to a liquor store and we go every, so like every couple of weeks just to get kind of restocked on what we have around. And we always get a case of something and I always drink it until it's gone. Like when I have it, but I don't always seek it out as often as I feel like maybe I should. Cause I know that I do like it a lot. 
it's just not always my first thought because I'm like, I want a fruity, sippy, like tequila sunrise. And I'm like, I want this thing tastes like orange juice. And then I have a beer and I'm like, why don't I just drink this? This is like just as good, gets the fix that I want and doesn't, you know, doesn't cost me twice the amount of money and it's way better. (laughs) Hearing you say that you're, you are also interested in a fruit style beer. We do have a passion fruit beer coming up as yet unreleased. By the time this episode airs, it should be out. I'll just drop some by the coffee shop for you. You're my hero. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I am so like, I just kind of gravitate towards like darker, like coffee stouts or stouts or whatever, um, more often than not, because I know that I like that kind of palate being that I drink a lot of coffee and I know that I like how coffee tastes and those usually replicate it pretty well. Um, I had a sour for the first time, like probably this time last year, actually, it was about a year ago and I didn't know what that meant. I was like, I don't know what this means. I don't know how beer can be sour. It's like, it's beer. Like, I don't know what like that doesn't make any sense to me and I tried it and I was like this is the best thing I've ever drank in my whole life like (laughs) like it was so good the like the profile was really nice it wasn't really heavy it didn't feel like I like had a whole meal from sipping on a little glass of it like you do with a lot of other like with a lot lot of the stouts that I like you feel like you eat a whole meal from having one sip of it which isn't a bad thing it's just I wasn't going for that kind of feeling during the day and it was so good tasted like apricots it was it was amazing (laughs) (laughs) sours i would say are supposed to be lighter they are more typically enjoyed in the spring and summer months and we're going to be launching sours all summer long that have that really nice light bubbly profile and a series of fruit too so you're going to see us doing pineapple passion fruit (gasps) raspberries um Lots of stone fruit. I think we're doing a peach one as well. Oh, you're going to be seeing a lot of me at the brewery this summer. (laughs) Like a (laughs) lot. Like every other day, I'll just come in and sit down and have a glass and then buy a case and come back tomorrow and do the same thing. (laughs) Now, I need you to help me out because I was Mm -hmm. at the coffee shop a couple days ago and I was given this Guatemalan Mm -hmm. uh, bean. And what was the guy? Tom something? Tom Bargain is what what it is we're running right now it's because it would have been espresso because you always drink uh almond milk lattes that's what you that's your that's your usual thing um and it's i don't even remember what the it's it's like brown sugar and peach and kombucha are the like tasting notes to it um and it's kind of just more like fruity we say that it's like brighter because if you say that it's a fruity coffee everyone is like oh i don't want a fruit flavored coffee that sounds disgusting but if you say that it's brighter and it's a little bit lighter um people are more interested in trying it it kind of had like a sweet finish with that that stone fruit character to it that was really pleasant it was so good yeah i love that one it's we always try to do a new featured one every month or so and this is probably my favorite we've ever had which i feel like i said that about when we had a couple months ago because i really like the like the fruitiness and like the light and the kind of like the acidity to it um and this one i think checks all of my boxes that i look for in if i'm having a latte with no flavoring in it it needs to taste like this this and this or at least have this kind of profile so i like it otherwise it'll taste like kind of burnt and kind of yucky and i don't really want that so (laughs) That's why I love talking to coffee people about beer, because even though they're two 
different worlds. There's so much overlap. I feel like I can mm-hmm. learn something new every time. And you guys have a different vocabulary, but you can pick out the little pieces of the beer. It's exciting mm-hmm. to hear what yeah. you say. Which is why I said that it was nutty when it tasted like barley, because in my brain, I'm like, that profile tastes like what a nutty profile would taste like in a coffee. In a, in, a, in a way, um, at least to me, and maybe I'm way out of left field and I'm completely wrong, but I feel like I have enough experience that I kind of could get it. So I think, I think you're correct. Like, I think you're, you're barking up the right tree. Nice. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> Just close enough to be like pretty, pretty good. <laughs> we we always say we don't expect perfection we expect excellence and if you're not excellent what are you doing to become excellent so mm-hmm. I, I think about that when i'm whether it's beer or video games yeah writing just doing my thing in the world perfection is like the enemy of mm-hmm. the good you know good I enough. Always, <laughs> yeah i always hate being called perfect like people use it as a compliment a lot for any reason or like um just for like oh like your hair looks perfect today and I'm like eh no it's my hair I do it the same way every single day like it doesn't look any different than it did yesterday why wasn't it perfect yesterday and it's just as long as it like is good and I feel like I'm learning something every day whether it be in a video game or drinking coffee or drinking beer or just existing as a person then I feel like I'm striving towards excellency and actually achieving those things but if I ever get to where I feel like I'm perfect, then I feel like that's where my life is over because I'm not, I'm not learning. I'm not growing. I'm not doing anything else. I'm just, I've hit my goal. Therefore I'm done, which I don't, I don't ever want to get to that point. So I think that's a really wise position to have. Thank you. (laughs) That's like a way of saying I'm committed to growing as a person and I'm not going to, be shitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's usually what I try to do. Um, like I definitely have my moments as I think everybody does. You have like your little moments of like you did a shitty thing or you said something that wasn't the nicest to somebody or you were on an off day and you like snapped at someone when you didn't mean to. And I think taking those moments and instead of dwelling on it, which I do a lot because I have a, I have a lot of anxiety issues and I dwell on things that I've said in the past for years and years and years and years, but I still try to learn from those and, okay, what can I do next time this happens to not do that again so that I don't have a new thing to dwell on for the next 40 years of my life? <laughs> and then I see how I can adapt it and how I can move around and twist my brain so that I don't say that thing again when I get into a weird, like, I'm having a bad day and I feel kind of crappy and I don't want to be awake or around or whatever. And then I don't say things that make other people feel like that. And then I just feel like I have learned from my past of doing that all the time or something like that. Remember that time in grade three on Friday, the 27th of February when at 3 PM, when you said this, yeah. and then everybody looked at you like you were an idiot. Yeah. And then you're like, now you're an adult and you're laying in bed trying to fall asleep. And you think about that and you yeah. just want to like have the mattress melt on you and suffocate you to death just 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 take me right now (laughs) I have a few things like that a lot of them stem from like because of anxiety I have like a bit of a stutter and I have a bit of like a speech thing where I kind of just cram my entire brain into one breath it's not great oh well that's good that means I've worked on it pretty well but I sometimes I will my words get ahead of 
or no, my thoughts get ahead of my words and I just start to stumble over what I'm saying because my brain is running a million miles a minute, like literally all the time. And I remember one time in school, it was in, I think I was in grade, I was in grade eight because and I, remember I was at the very front of the class in my desk. And I remember this so vividly. It was so traumatizing. Um, <laughs> and I think about this, like, not often, but whenever those little, like, mumble slip up things happen, I'm like, oh, that happened in school when I was, like, when I was 12. And it, my brain goes back to the time that I don't even know what I said, but I said it all in the same second. And it was like, a, it was a sentence. And it came out like, and I was like, I'm just gonna say that again but really slow this time and really think about how I'm supposed to pronounce all these words and then I think about it every time I've ever had that happen again as an adult as a teenager anything like that and it's like I have to like sometimes really stop and like focus on talking at a normal pace but it feels incredibly slow for me because my brain is like talk is running so much faster it's like I'm running in like fast forward speed versus right now this is like a normal pace for everybody but in my brain it feels like i'm at like a half speed right now well, and i have I to think, really consciously think about it all the time because of that moment in school <laughs> i think we're at the age where we can look back on our grade eight selves and give them a little bit of a hug and just say it'll be okay yeah i had a lot of issues in grade eight <laughs> <laughs> but you had lots of really good video games right that's true i played a lot of what did I play in grade eight? I don't even remember. I definitely played WoW. I played WoW and I played RuneScape. And I used my allowance to pay for them because I didn't have any money. I was 12. I didn't have a job. So I used my allowance <laughs> to pay for them. And then I played... What else did I do? Uncharted and Kingdom Hearts. Pretty Kingdom much Hearts it. is a classic. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts and Uncharted are my favorite games of all time. I grew up playing those even though I was way too young to understand the story in the uncharted games now i love them and i you know look back at those those memories very fondly but as a kid i was like i'm shooting people and stealing treasure and <laughs> in kingdom hearts it's like i'm beating up bad guys in a disney game with a giant key and cloud from final fantasy is hanging out with me next door like it was so cool to me <laughs> if people want to check you out online and find your stream where should they go um, so I got lucky and have the same handle on everything. I am Sarah Luna GG on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and probably TikTok. I think that's my name on TikTok. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm it is, it is, it is. And it's just S-A-R-A-H-L-U-N-A-G-G. And they can see a game in. I stream on Twitch. Um I try to shoot for five days a week, but I got really sick last week and didn't I streamed on Tuesday and that was it because I like couldn't muster the energy to even pretend to be a human being, let alone also stream. So, um, and it wasn't COVID. It was like it was other stuff that just like hit me and I was like, well, I am gonna go to work and then go back to bed every day. Like that's all I can do right now. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, but yeah, five to, five to six days a week if I can do it. Um, I mostly tweet about um, Andu and Rin and Illidan in WoW these days. Um, and then I post a lot of pictures of my face on Instagram that all look the same. <laughs> That's my running joke is that they all look the same. Just is like that because you're pose. trapped inside from COVID? 
Uh, a little bit, yeah, because I always, I just like sit in front of my green screen, which I'm using right now to cover up that I'm sitting in a storage room because I stream in a storage room because there's no room for my <laughs> desk anywhere else in this house. And also all summer in my room, it's like 50 degrees and I can't sit upstairs in my room with 17 lights on and there's two computers on and not feel like I'm going to die. So I'm in the basement in our extra spare bedroom full of crates and boxes and an old bike and some rock band guitars. <laughs> you sacrifice for your art. I know, but no one could see it because <laughs> I use a green screen. So it's perfect. <laughs> Sarah, thanks for your time today. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun as usual. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Rebels. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, be sure to join us on our brand new Facebook group page, The Rebellion Brewing Podcast. I'm also proud to let you know that we're members of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. It's a one-stop shop for tons of locally produced shows from across our province. You can find them at saspodcastnetwork.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped so you don't miss out on the latest in Sass craft beer news. Thank you for joining The Rebellion. <laughs>